you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Around the NFL Podcast. We're born in the darkness and raised by it. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with some heroes. To my left, Mark Sessler. To my right, Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? What's up? Greg is back. Greg's back. Uh, Greg, who has been out of the office. Listeners didn't even know I was gone. Yeah, Greg has been out of the office since... Uh, Tuesday, or really Monday, summoned by the American justice system. So, Greg, now, right off the top of the show wow. today, uh, what we learned, if you will, to borrow a phrase from our writing portion of Around mm. the NFL, what we learned about courts. <laughs> we learned a lot of money and time can be wasted in the interest of judicial fairness. I mean, mm. me, 12 other people, spent three days listening to some doctor sue a woman for a dog bite, which it was totally ridiculous. He didn't get any money. Wasted. Imagine how much the court just cost to have that for the day. The the plaintiff, the 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 courts, the lawyers, and you know, all I just for realized? nothing. It's like all when for nothing. It's it just reminded me because I've uh, colleagues and yeah, mostly colleagues. It's been this weird thing, Mark. I know you have jury duty coming up. Yep. Um, everyone always tells you about their court case, but it's very similar to like your buddy or your colleague telling you about his fantasy team. Yeah, no one. Nobody cares. cares. No one cares. I mean, did you feel, though, Greg, at some point you're on a jury, probably I would imagine behind the scenes being very vocal and using some of your supervising skills, did you feel a surge of power? I mean, you <laughs> held this person's fortunes in your hands. I did want to be the foreman. Well, you, there's no time to really talk <laughs> about it. I was going to volunteer to be the foreman. I like that but, you wanted to be the foreman because you, you thought even though you didn't have any experience in this, you wanted to just be able to somehow move things along. Right. Well, I thought it was a, It seemed like an open and shut case. You're not supposed to talk about it during the case. So I thought if I was the foreman, I could just speed things along and just reason <laughs> with everyone, hey, we don't want to be here. Let's just give this guy 0% of the money he wanted. Uh, but someone else suggested this lawyer that was in the room that he be the foreman, so he took Weak. over. Was there a love connection, Greg? Oh, wait, you're married. No, and every woman there was over 45 and uh, over my weight by a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you asked. Greg, you know, you've been through this. scouted for Wes. You've gone through this. You know, when this happens to me next month and I get attached yeah. to a – high-octane, you know, society-altering murder trial that keeps me embedded in a hotel in downtown you LA would love for it. seven or eight months. You can't complain. That's just part of the oh, system. I was thinking how much Sessler would have enjoyed it. I, I think in general, just put Sessler's the, got his fingers crossed that he's got the next OJ trial. I the, mean, there can't be any... You can't be bitter either, Dan. I'm just part of... I'm doing my no, role in civic society. Civic duty. Yeah. It was a good civic learning duty, experience bro. for that. I did like all the jurors in the end, so that was a pleasant surprise. Because they generally don't like other people. But uh, mm -hmm. this was a great group of You guys going to get together? 
Well, I don't think Again? I don't think that's the case. No? Um, so yeah, welcome back, Greg. We're glad that you didn't get uh, disposed for too long. Deposed? Disposed? <laughs> Neither, really. I think we know what you mean. Okay. Uh, all right. Wes is not here, as we know. Hi, Diane. He will be back. However, uh, next week at some point, we promise he'll be back sometime next week. Um, so look forward to Wes, and we'll have to give at least. We'll, we hope he's back next week. We don't. We haven't even had any confirmation that Wes is. Let's let's be frank about it. Alive. Uh, he's in Tybee <laughs> Island. We've called Huckapoo's, his local haunt, twice so far. No sign of him. We did get it, one text that said uh, that he was garage drinking. But then you think about it. How do we know Wes sent that text? We've seen. I've seen plenty of datelines where the the person, the villain in the episode, was texting on behalf of the victim. We have no idea. That's a really good point. I got a text at some point, you know, over the past couple of days saying, hey, miss you, pal. But now that I think about it, another concealatory text from someone that's just taken his phone. Which mm. is just like, don't worry about me. Right. Hey, pal, miss you. Right. Kind of a yeah, superfluous text. That How do you know, you. right, that that text wasn't meant for Dan or someone else, too? Well, it was sent to my phone. Well, I know, but it could have been a mistake. What if it was an SOS? Maybe it was to another. It, you meant to send it, it to some woman in Tybee. Greg not lined up for season three of True Detective. <laughs> uh, oh, that trailer is very good. Um, all right, so today is going to be a fun show. As we teased earlier in the week, Gold Standard. It's Gold Standard Fridays or Gold Standard Thursday this week behind the glass. Look at him with his uh, pullover sweater. No soccer jersey today. No, not today. Uh, but that's because he's all business today. And you know why? Because this is going to be the Gold Standard show, his directorial debut. Too kind, gents. Thanks was, for having me. I was queuing that up in case know, you had some type of celebration. No celebration music. Like you said, all business. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because uh, this is a big show. Basically, what we're going to do, we're going to do some news. We're going to call Wes, make sure he's okay. Hopefully, we'll get in touch with him this time at Huckapoo's. And then what we're doing, we're just going to take the show like a little baby, like a little infant, the around the NFL baby and give it to Zach. We don't even know what he's going to do. The, he gave us one exercise that we had to uh, take part in that we are all prepared for. But other than that, it's a blank slate on our end. And Zach is running the show crea- uh, creatively. Hey, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Excellent. All right. So before we get to all that fun, let, let's do some news, Mr. Goldstandard. Let's do it. All right, gentlemen. So there are we're, where where are we now? Is this the third tier of free agency, or is this still is it only first and second tier? How does this work exactly? What's we're in the, the upper deck. I think this is <laughs> the third tier, the upper deck. This is the upper That's deck. Great. This is the cheap seats of free agency, and uh, we start in Carolina, where Charles Tillman, uh, the number eighty-six player on our top one hundred and one free agents list, former longtime Bear, has signed with the Panthers. Uh, a veteran presence joins that team. Tillman, who was out of work for some time uh, after his contract with the Bears ran mm. out. Was it a cut or a contract ran out? I believe he was a free agent. Okay, so Peanut lands with the Panthers. Uh, so our thoughts, Greg Rosenthal, Greg Rosenthal, we'll start with you. Peanut Tillman, anything left in the tank uh, this late in the game? Age he 34. Was, he was decent when he played last year, but he was hurt. So a guy coming off two straight years where you're injured and you're that old and you play cornerback, there's not a long history of that working out too well. I like these types of signings where a guy who has pro- shown he can do it, number one, goes to a team that has a need at the position. He's he's old. He's battled a ton of injuries, but why not? It's, it's sure. not over, not costing you a lot of money. You didn't lose anything for it. Carolina's got something going where they have a lot of no-names in the secondary, and they somehow cook up productivity by the end of the year. It happened two years ago, and it, it really happened by the end of last year that they were playing very well in the secondary. It, I wonder if this is the first time, and no one really is going to care about this fun fact, but back-to-back Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winners now both on the Panthers. Wow. You think Thomas Davis and, Walt and uh, Tillman will just kind of be peacocking around like saying, who's the better man? <laughs> yeah, I think that's That's, that's a great happening. stat, Greg. Well, I got another one. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver, zero touchdowns in 2014. What? <laughs> How you like them apples? By the way, Nick Shook, who's our, one of our best editors downstairs, uh, filled in on around the NFL and wrote our, our Tillman post, mentioned in the bottom graph that Tillman was a member of Dan Hanses' free agent leftover team. 
It's always sad wow. to lose them. I named my team, by the way. Now I know why we led the show with this. I led my t- I named my team. They're the L.A. Graybeards. And <laughs> uh, Tillman, I'm happy to see him go off. I'm happy. That's how I work. I know. I'm a happy Gotta guy. to fill that spot, but yeah. Um, speaking of the L.A. Gra- uh, Graybeards, Stephen Ridley, my running back, one of my running backs, has signed a one-year deal with the New York Jets. Ridley coming off uh, knee injury in October, torn ACL and MCL. With the Patriots, wrecked his free agency value, so that explains why he was on the market this long, considering he's young and he had a 1,200-yard, 12-touchdown season with the Pats a couple years ago. So the Jets get him um, on discount. And uh, the interesting thing from a Jets perspective is he's on some levels a similar type player to Chris Ivory, who's a physical between-the-tackles type runner. So makes you wonder. I'm a little confused, I'd say, about Chan Gailey and the coaching staff's view on the Jets' backfield. I thought C.J. Spiller would have been a good target for them. They had showed no interest in Spiller, even though Gailey had success with Spiller. Now they bring in a guy that's kind of Chris Ivory-like, so you're going to have two guys like that. You re-sign Bilal Powell, so he's a guy you would think is going to have some role. I'm not really sure what their, their move is right now. I think Chris Ivory's going to potentially be gone. Really? I don't know. I mean, Ivory's well been a good year. jet. He's been a good jet for two years now. So I'd be surprised if they dumped him. It's but a different it just coaching staff. Think. I mean, there were whispers yeah. that the new coaching staff isn't sold on him, and they go get a guy just like him. I don't well, think. But, you know. but yeah, I mean, Ridley has promise, but he's also the knee, and then he's had fumble issues. So it's like, you know, though, if you a, look at it's a little interesting to me. One thing that came out, you know, which is a, which is fair to bring up, is that he was very publicly benched for his fumbles in New England, but statistically. He was like 19th or something. He's not a major fumbler compared to other backs. Dan, you're right that they are similar. They're not really assets on passing downs. I mean, I think their plan is they're just putting as many guys out there. When you don't have the guy, then you just get four good guys. That's been the Patriots' plan forever. I was really surprised. I was talking about it on the phone on my you know uh, daily phone call with Mark after, as I was leaving the courthouse. It really, I'm going to miss that, Mark. I felt like we... Yeah, I mean, this was a tradition of two days. You only <laughs> called me once. Well, you were the afternoon guy. I called you in the morning, yeah, on lunch break. I, okay. I had a great lunch, though. A couple of delicious uh, Mexican and then the cha-cha chicken, a little Caribbean uh, chicken place. Uh, Santa Monica Courthouse, not Let's bad. be honest, a mini vacation is what this was. I was, it was not a bad spot to meditate a little bit like while they were talking just about what you need to do at work, what you need to do in life, just kind of daydream. Anyways, Ridley. I, why, why, why did the Patriots not want to bring him back? I don't get That's it. That's a good question, too. It makes me worried as a Jets fan. They know what they're doing up there. He is one of the more talented between-the-tackles runners. I thought in that 1,200-yard season, if, if there was a position first and second down back, he was one of the 10 best in the league. Maybe a very naturally powerful and explosive runner. I mean, he was a fun guy to watch. They tell me, it tells me New England absolutely does not want to pay a lot of money for running backs because Vereen also, why not bring him well, back? Well, Ridley would have been cheap too, though. I guess the plan maybe is they draft I them just like they someone. did with Vereen and Ridley. They drafted them both in the second round, got pretty four pretty good years out of them, and drafted Not again. to bury the lead. Like, so the L.A., the Los Angeles-based Graybeards, what's the true. move that you make on your roster? How do you – Well, I'll say up? this. I don't, I don't have a ton of concerns. I've lost Tillman, Well, you can just of keep course, those guys, and Ridley. Uh, but guess what? Uh, one of our listeners uh, – we have such great listeners – Seth Pardue, at Seth Pardue, went ahead and made my team in Madden. <laughs> we had a score of 81 team, 81 out of 100. It's not bad. So that's not a bad team. The Graybeards have come – they're coming to play. I – I just signed Pierre Thomas to replace Ridley. There you go. I got to go get another corner. Well, it's kind of like how Matt Millen talks about uh, Al Davis and the Raiders and everything. You know, Ridley, once you're a graybeard, you're always a graybeard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He might go on and wear another uniform, but right. he, he's always ha- a graybeard. It's a commitment to aging. That's what we have. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. My old friend Michael Bennett, uh, you may recall a rumor that flew around or a report that flew around, um, I guess about a month ago, right around the start of free agency that Michael Bennett was not happy with his contract with the Seahawks and he wanted to get traded uh, to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, But he came out uh, on Thursday and told a radio station uh, in the Seattle area, is that correct, Mark? Yes. Uh, That he doesn't know where that came from. The reporter that reported it was a a Texas-based guy that had nothing to do with him. And he, he denied that. And then he also talked about Jimmy Graham, who you may also recall, Michael Bennett, who talks a lot, by the way, talks too much, runs his mouth, and he's got to wow. you know, slow down a little bit. He's going to get into some trouble. Uh, said that Jimmy Graham was soft when Graham was a member of the Saints. But now Jimmy Graham's a member of the Seahawks. Mark, he didn't back down, did he? No, he basically said he 
he doesn't take back anything he said. He said, oh, I'll be, I'll be now that he's my teammate, I'll cooperate with him. I mean, he kind of danced around. He said it doesn't topic. change his opinion. It doesn't it. change his opinion. He feels that he <laughs> called him soft and one of the most overrated players in the NFL after their playoff game two seasons ago. And this was a good chance mm. for him to say, you know what? I spoke out of turn. He's my guy now. He didn't say that at all. He said Jimmy Graham will now have to block now that he's on the CX. By the way, I don't <laughs> think Jimmy Graham will have to block. I mean, well, everyone's a bad a trade that, if that's why they that's got him. That's not really why yeah. they brought him. That's fair. We know Michael Bennett's not running the front office, I, I guess, for the Seahawks. That's but, my takeaway. Speaking of Michael Bennett, if you want to play a little game of connect the dots, Michael Bennett, who famously uh, made uh, negative, disparaging comments about my private parts after the Super Bowl <laughs> loss by the Seahawks. This uh, is a true story. The gu- the guys are giggling in the back. They yeah. maybe didn't listen to our Super Bowl episode, but that is 100% yes, true. Yes, he did. After I asked him a question immediately after the loss, he questioned my manhood. Uh, canceled his NFL Network visit this week. You think maybe he thought about the old Zeuser? <laughs> well, it had to <laughs> be in, in the his building. Mind. Maybe he's like, ooh, I'm not ready for a come up. It's just yet. Michael Bennett. In hot water with like the you, Zeus. You've correctly <laughs> connected the dots on yes. that. Uh, all right. Finally, <laughs> Reggie Bush, uh, now a member of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, there is a Australian rugby league star named Jared Hain, who apparently um, you know, is now connected to the Niners. They signed, the, they signed him, gave him a roster invite. Reggie Bush is excited. He believes there's no way Hain doesn't make the roster. Uh, Bush said, I'm sure he'll make it. I don't think there's a doubt. In anybody's mind, he'll be on the roster. He, uh, Bush told the Daily Telegraph of Sydney. Uh, our Australian <laughs> listeners probably are familiar with Hayne more than we are. He's a six foot two running back with, according to Connor Orr, natural ability to catch the ball in traffic. Uh, he's a longstanding connection with Bush, a personal connection. Uh, we'll see what happens, though, when organized team activities. How about a little Jared Hayne action in the NFL? Well, oh, he was Hainbone. This guy put his money where his mouth is, believing in himself. He was about to be the highest paid player in rugby league history, national Hubba, rugby Hubba. league history, and he turned that down to go to the 49ers. Of course, the the, the highest paid is only like $90,000. Well, I like the Hain angle, but another player that talks too much, how about Reggie Bush? Oh, wow. come on. What? He was talking to an Australian newspaper. He yeah. probably didn't figure on, this Mark. would get picked up. You just want to say something nice about the local guy. I, I have again. I How have no Reggie problem Bush with the Jared Hayne angle, but Reggie Bush, pipe Re- down. No, you just you know joined what? the team. You don't know what Trent Balky's going to do three months from now. How about? I feel like people up? talk about Reggie Bush a lot and pump him up. Reggie isn't that. You know, he maybe yeah, held down to his Heisman. I could do with that. Now there's but. something. Mark's Mark's got a point here. He he is a guy that produces a lot of these off season stories. Like, whatever new team he's like, oh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. He's the next Dan Marino. Like, he'll always just say, you know, <laughs> say something That's real. Fair. He has never seen this guy play football. There's no chance. I mean, they <laughs> right. haven't practiced together. Right. How does he know? It is amazing, though. He turned down $6.75 million in the rugby league. I thought That's, you just said 90000 I was. Jo- it was a oh. joke. I, that, would, that was an insult well, to the I'd have to assume, though, if he's like the Michael Jordan of that organization, I that he can you. go back. <laughs> if this doesn't work, he can yeah. go back and make that money again. That's a good point. All right. They, he, in this article, he's called an enigm- enigmatic kangaroo. <laughs> this is a Daily Telegraph article. I think that's their way of just saying he's from Australia. That's, that's how the journals operate down there. Classic Daily Telegraph. All right, that's what's happening. Before we get to Gold Standard's uh, uh, portion of the program, let's quickly call up Puckapoo's one last chance. And I think uh, I would think, gentlemen, we should absolutely um, – and Gold Standard, get the authorities online too because if he's not at Huckapoo's now – He's almost certainly been kidnapped or worse. Yeah, I mean, we, we're concerned, and we're trying to mask that for our listeners to some degree, but behind the scenes, especially the boss, his supervisor, counting on him for good work. Greg, I would put him at you know low-level consternation, <laughs> us right. a little higher. All right. Well, you guys really I, like him. Well, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... All right, let's give him a call. Dear God, please pick up. Hi, can uh, I speak to Chris Wessling? Is he at your establishment? Um, we built a shower for patrons. He may be crying in it. Oh. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> let me check. Let me check. I'm gonna look around. Okay, but that means he's alive. They've That's- seen him. They've spotted him. Oh, hey, hey, I found him. Hold on. All right, great. <laughs> Love Huckapoos. Corpses don't cry. Hello. There he is. There he is, Christopher Wessling. It is <laughs> almost 6 p.m. on uh, Tybee Island. How you doing, buddy? Hey, 
wonderfully. How are you guys? Did I just hear someone yell in the background? They found him. Like <laughs> they knew we, we were looking for you. Like Waldo all week. <laughs> we, I had Gold Standard put the authorities online too, in case you didn't pick up this time. We were nervous. Do so, not alert the authorities to my presence. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? How's your vacation been? I've been playing hide and seek from them all week. <laughs> <laughs> how's the How's the trip been so far, buddy? Oh, it's lofty expectations have been met and exceeded. <laughs> wow, Chris, we want to know. Earlier in the week, you mentioned to us that you were garage drinking. I just want to know. That sounds fun to me. What's that mean? So, the people I'm staying with, they have a bar in the garage, mm. mm-hmm. and it turned into some fun shenanigans on, I don't know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday afternoon. <laughs> we'll just stop, well, on Friday, it's a thing where you just stop by people's houses, and you expect to have, you know, fun. So, one of my favorite stories since I've been here is that I show up for the garage drinking on the first day, and... The little golf cart cab that comes around the island and picks up everyone just drops off two cases of beer. <laughs> and wow. here's a message. This is an exchange for the golf clubs that you lent me the other day. That's <laughs> like a regular payment. Just wow. Have, just have the golf cart taxi drop off cases of beer. It's like a very friendly barter system. Oh, it's, there's nothing wrong with it, right? It, this basically sounds like heaven on earth for Chris Wesseling and maybe many of our listeners. Like a utopia that they couldn't imagine truly exists. Yeah, I'm not coming back. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> By the way. That uh, was our next question. Before we let you go, Wes, and it's great to hear your voice, and we look forward to seeing you, uh, you missed the game that we played last week that you really uh, you'll enjoy. We'll bring it back. I wouldn't say I missed it. <laughs> what, do you, what does that mean? You didn't like it? I heard it, and Mark, you never take Ryan Tannehill over Drew Brees no matter the situation. <laughs> that's his problem that's the with it? Okay. Anyway, the game Look, is... You don't take average over superior ever. The game is called Qualas tu Fantasia, and I'll, I'll throw one out to you before you go, all right? All right. If you could pick one person to ghostwrite a biography about your life, who would it be, Greg Rosenthal or Mark Sessler? David Simon from The Wire. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think you heard the question because Huckapoos has the first phone ever, apparently. Uh... You have to choose either Greg Rosenthal or Mark Sessler. Mark. Yeah, it's got to be Mark. To write well, a bio. Like but Mark will be a lot more flowery. <laughs> I was wondering if you were worried about your job security, but you went with the truthful answer, and I respect that. Well, I was pointing at Mark the whole time. This seems like a. I love that. Made the the question. If you should know, Wes, that the question made Greg very uncomfortable in the studio. Mark would Mark would be more flowery plus. Send me to several murders in different counties. That's true. <laughs> Accurately. <laughs> With Mark, there'd be a sense of intrigue and mystery and I, nautical I think adventure. I don't Greg, you could provide that too. Um, all right, Wes, we need to get to the back to the show because Gold Standard's taking over the direction for the rest of the program. But uh, it's great to hear your voice, and please, please come home. I was just kidding. I'm coming home. I, I love California now, and I love you guys. Aww. And Gold Standard's the best. Well, I mean, TD is pretty awesome. Oh wow! Look at uh, Wes. Good to hear from you all. I am alive and well, contrary to popular conventional theory, and I will see you all in a few days. All right, love all you, right, Wes. Love you, Wes. Well, right, later, man. So the we, NFL doesn't drug test, right? No, we uh, we now found out it takes a week of prolonged drinking for uh, Wes to give TD a compliment. That's what <laughs> yeah, it takes. he was in That's a state of euphoria. <laughs> great to hear Wes, though. That that is great to hear Wes and uh, miss miss the big lug. Uh, all right. Now, and, and I think all of us, our spirits are high now because we sure. know that Chris is safe. It's time to turn the show over to Gold Standard. And I don't, none of us know where this is going, but we're just going to hand it over. Zach Goldman, the Gold Standard, no relation to Ron Goldman. This is now your show. I bet Mark wishes I did, though. <laughs> Wait, we don't have to pay attention anymore, right? You'll I don't know. Do Who knows? All the, just, all the just enjoy the jock, Jans. Okay. This is how we're starting off. Right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> Stupid. Get, get, get ready to rumble! <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you put a millennial in charge. I just let out a very loud giggle because Greg Rosenthal's dance moves are out of control. <laughs> All right. So, gentlemen. 
Wow. Thank you so much for uh, giving me the keys. I'm so sorry for what's about to happen. Um, <laughs> but no, it should be fun. We're going to take a little journey through NFL history and life, getting to know football and getting to know each other. Uh, points will be kept. There will be a winner. But there Whoa. will be no losers here. So we're playing a game? There will be two Ooh, losers. Okay. We're, playing, we're playing a little bit of a game. I'm nervous. Um, I'm legitimately, I have butterflies and I'm really? nervous. Really? Okay, good. Yeah. I feel good. confident. All right, so... Let's start off with a little game called Guess This Career. Okay, I'm going to read off a list of facts about a player, and you have to guess the player. You can wager a guess at the end of any fact, but if you guess incorrectly, you can't guess anymore. So the points start at five. There are five facts. If you guess after the first fact, you get five points. After the last fact, you get one. Does that make sense? You only get one guess. You only get one guess. Okay. Ready? Yep. I'm a quarterback who played for five NFL teams from 1992 to 2008. And just say ding. This goes for every question. If you want to answer, you have to say ding. Hmm. 2008? Yeah. Well, are you going to give us more? Yeah. So no, no guesses? Yeah, no guesses on that Okay. No guess. Ding. Oh, okay. Sessler. Jeff George. Incorrect. And I'm sorry to say that you are now eliminated from this part I was of the game. Typing on this. <laughs> well, you can't look at your phone. Yeah. I'm typing on I, no pen. Dan and Greg still in the game. I okay. went to Florida State. Oh. Wow. Oh. That should be easy. Oh, ding. What's up? Nineteen ninety two? Mm-hmm. I withdraw my ding. Don't have an answer. Okay. Greg, no ding. I can't believe I don't know uh All this. right. Here we go. The, the Charlie Ward? Number th- nope. No. You're out. You're out. Right You're out. That was stupid. So, Dan, here right. we go. Ready? You can take – this is for three points, I guess, technically. Yep. I won a Super Bowl starting under center yeah, that's and what throwing I, for that. 215 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. That was stupid. This was going to be my guess Wait. last one. That last part of the clue does not help at all. He won a Super Bowl. This quarterback won a Super Bowl <laughs> 92 to, to 2000. 2008. And oh. went to Florida State. And he went to Florida State. I can't believe I didn't. I, that's what I thought it was last time. And then suddenly I just right. blurted it out. Wait, wow, I'm thinking. This is now embarrassing for Dan. Oh, this is killing me. All right, I'm, the pressure is on. I'm moving well. on. I'm moving yeah. on. Okay. I was in a quarterback battle with Randall Cunningham <laughs> the year our team went 15-1 and but did not win the Super Bowl. <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry for ringing in early, everyone, so that you had to keep listening to it. <laughs> All right, so it was the 98 That was harder than Here's, the third. You're, the third you're definitely going to get it on the last The backup yeah, yeah. of the 98 Vikings is what yeah. we're talking yeah. about. The first answer. My last name spelled backwards <laughs> is Nasenhaj. 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 Oh, that was embarrassing. Sorry. I don't even know. I still don't know. Nasenhaj? Nasenhaj. Spelled backwards. Spelled backwards. Nasenhaj. Just like sound. Nas. Nas. Yeah. N. N. Haj. 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 Hodge. Okay, I feel like we should all we're all losers. <laughs> okay, here. No all right. The answer was Brad, Brad Johnson. Johnson. Oh, Brad Johnson. Yep. Wait, he started in '92. Yeah. He was on the Vikings for a while. Yeah. That's all right. Okay, uh, that was the one. Oh, I knew. Uh, I knew that. Good here one. We go. that here bad. we go. Here we go. Here we go. bad. On. Wes is Ready? tackling somewhere. Uh, Can't believe I just blurted it out. By the way, we. Somebody's got to quiet Greg when we're playing no, the game because I'm trying to hey, think. By the way, empty air for 45 seconds isn't great. Charles you know? sure. Ward. Gotta have some talk. I saw Mark <laughs> right. for some reason do a jump shot. I, and I effectively just removed Greg from the yeah, competition. That was good. <laughs> All right. I was picked in the seventh round of the 1997 NFL draft. That doesn't help. So we're going to move on. Yeah. My brother also played in the NFL, and we play the same position. Mm. Ding. Yep. Shannon Sharp. Incorrect. But a good effort. I am most well known for my time with the Eagles. Nine years in total. Hold on. Okay. Seventh round. Greg's trying to think. Ba 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 ba. Football. See, isn't different, that better? different people. So many different years. All right. Next one. Here we go. My name sounds like a fish, but it's spelled differently. My first name. My first name. Sounds like a fish, but is spelled differently. Nazenhag. <laughs> that was too hard. I only have 14 career touchdowns to my name in an NFL career that's a decade in length. Hmm. So to recap, seventh round of the 1997 NFL draft, 
He has a brother in the NFL. They both play the same position. He's thrown 14 career touchdowns. Oh, he's thrown, thrown 14. Thrown 14. 14. Didn't know that. Uh, t- Tim Hasselbeck? No. Name sounds, first name no. sounds like a fish. Of course, what am I even saying? He didn't play it off at the Eagles. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> this game's hard. I'm, c- I'm cutting this one out. <laughs> you know, you, it's you know, Coy Detmer. Boom. All right. All right. That was good, though. Okay, so one point for Mark. Yeah. And we're moving on. That was that was just sort of the warm-up game. Yeah. Now, okay. we're, now we're on to the real No, game. that was good. That was we, good. It, it was our fault for not getting no, Brad no, Johnson. It got the brain, it got the brain it's moving. That's all right. Okay, here we go. Ready, boys? It's 1945, (laughs) and the war has finally come to an end. (laughs) Football, a joyous and lighthearted kind of battle, unlike the one that's just been waged overseas, has resumed, capturing the attention of American big cities once more. Bob Waterfield is the name on everyone's lips, having made the NFL championship in his rookie season. (laughs) What? For one point, which team, city and nickname, does he play for? Waterfield. Next hit. Yeah, I think we can safely move on. Okay. So, he plays for the Rams. What city are they in? They are the Cleveland Rams. Ding, ding, ding. Mark Sessler. Very nice. Well done. Nice. Is that the right. answer? That's the answer. Right. Cleveland Rams. So. Wait, you gave Mark a Cleveland question? Come oh, well, it was an everyone question. Nazenhog. You Nazenhogged me. All right, here we go. We're moving on in the time machine. This is called the time machine, by the way. Ooh. Ready? Yep. The year is 1960. You got an Etch-A-Sketch yesterday. Lucky you. You also got a surprise ticket to the biggest show in town, the NFL Championship game. For one point, who won the 1960 NFL Championship game? There's no penalty for guessing. Oh. Throw out, throw out some guesses. You got a ding, though. Giants. Ding. Not the Giants. Ding, the Cleveland Browns. Not the Cleveland Browns. 1960. Can we guess again or no? Sure. Ding, Philadelphia Eagles. Boom. Mark there Sessler. He is. All right. Yeah, guess as many times as you want, guys. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Nazanag. Nazanag. All right, ready? Here we go. Four, fast forward. I told you not to make these too hard, but I know. They were so hard. They're not too hard. No, they're not too bad. All right. It's that 1983. Oh, I love this. 1983, <laughs> the year that the world was given the A team, the Stairmaster. Culture Club. Yep. You got that one right. <laughs> Macklemore was also born as a baby this year. Well, everyone's born <laughs> as a baby. Uh, who won the Super Bowl in this NFL season? That's Super Bowl 18. Raiders. The Oakland Raiders. That was Dan. Yep. Dan gets the points. Right. Dan gets the Give points. Give me the points. Successful lobbying. Who did they beat in that Super Bowl? The Raiders? Yeah. Super Bowl 18. Here we go. No, I get the follow. It's my follow. follow I did not explain the rules at all deliberately. That's okay. So I could, uh, That's okay. I like that. Yeah, it's nice. I believe that the Raiders defeated. But just watch this game too. Um, you can steal in the event that Dan misses. Okay. Eagles. Washington Redskins. Boom. Mark Zessler. I was cleaning up the place. Greg, get get on get on your horse. Hey, the Redskins. We're now going to 1997. <laughs> I have a Tamagotchi. You have a Tamagotchi. We all have Tamagotchi. We never, we never had that. No? Okay. <laughs> you did. But. Now to football. Who wins the Super Bowl in this 1997 season? That's Packers. We got a ding. Ding. Packers. Incorrect. The 97, the 97 Denver season. Broncos. Yeah. Mark, Mark Sessler. So 1997 season. That's technically. That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yep. And Mark Sessler for the one-point follow-up, who won Super Bowl MVP? John Elway. Incorrect. Oh, Terrell Davis. TD. Yeah. Okay. Now we're moving on. It's 2007. I have a Facebook. All my friends like my pictures, and we leave hilarious Andy Milanakis videos everywhere. (laughs) Sure, was it MySpace? Yeah, it's probably MySpace. All right. 2007. Who won the rushing title this year? Got a ding. Ding. Yep. LaDainian Tomlinson. Correct. Wow. Sessler on wow. fire right now. Sessler really on fire. Sessler Clean it up. Give it to him. Yeah. Okay. So the scores right now in this very nebulous, poorly <laughs> explained game. Mark Sessler with six. Dan with two. Mm. Greg sitting on a goose egg. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
Not a fan of the game. <laughs> I'm next, a fan. Next category. I, I, we Brad, need a Johnson. I, need I just like, don't know any. I'm not gonna. I don't know years who. I'm yeah, no, I got so you. Gonna, this you'll get the it. you'll get these facts about the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Our next. All right. How does this work? Is this ding? So too? this is purely dinging. Okay. Um, first question: In which city did the Tennessee Titans, then the Tennessee Oilers, play their first home game after moving from Houston? Ding. ding. Memphis. I'd. <laughs> Memphis. This was that I, was that was a Greg ding. Especially yeah. since I just told you guys about the whole Memphis move. Yeah. Just the, just last week we were talking about it. Then I watched it with my own eyes. All right. After the ding, I'm gonna call on whoever's yeah whoever's one. Okay. Smart. Number two. <laughs> See, we're figuring it out yeah, yeah, yeah. bit by bit. Uh, who is the all-time receiving yards leader of the Tennessee Titans? Ding. Ding. Yep. Derek Mason. Boom. Correct. Love I it. thought you were going to me. No, sorry. Just I dinged first, bro. Yeah. Uh, what animal? Is the Tennessee Titans mascot also the state mascot of Tennessee mm. or state animal? That's a good one. Great one. No idea. Ding. So, so many animals. Yep. Greg. Eagle. Nope. <laughs> that would be <laughs> That'd weird. That would be weird. <laughs> uh, a ding. Yep. Grizzly bear. Nope. <laughs> mm. So many animals. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a, this is rough. Uh, ding. Some sort of wild bird. <laughs> no, but wild, it's a squirrel. Mm. You can believe that's that. ridiculous. Now, right. that is a, that's <laughs> that's a poor. That's a toughie. That's, that's a, such a Titans thing. That's a toughie. To celebrate the squirrel. Oh, yeah. They're a little bit like the squirrels of the NFL. That's true. Um, <laughs> all right. Who is the general manager of the Ding. Ding. Rustin Webster. Nice. Next up. <laughs> guys, this is riveting podcast. I'm enjoying right? it. Don't worry about it's it. It's fun. Uh, in 2007, Rob Bironish. Bronis? Yes. Yeah. Set a single game NFL record for most field goals in a game. Ding. Mm-hmm. Seven? Mm-hmm. Ding. Yes. Six. No. Ding. <laughs> Eight. Correct. Mark <laughs> Table scraps. All right. He is now dead. <laughs> oh. Well, he That's is. That's true. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I, wouldn't, I would that never makes, pick that. Yeah. Sorry. I thought oh, you were sorry, guys. No. Okay. Moving on. Producer facts. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. These producer are, facts? Producer facts. Okay. This is about me and TD. Okay. First TD. TD's favorite fictional father or father figure in a work of art is? In a work of art? Yeah, a movie. Okay. Or anything like that. Dang. Is it A? Oh, okay. I'm giving you options. Is it A, Don Corleone? <laughs> B, Uncle Phil from Fresh Rinse? I was going to say that without any really? options. Yeah. Okay. Wow. C, Mufasa. Ding. Oh, it's D? Well, there's a D, yeah. Well, we get to hear. How can we ding if yeah, it's a multiple choice answer? I know. That doesn't well, make sense. Well, no, you first to answer. Well, but don't we all get to answer if it's multiple yeah, choice? Yeah, you just got to ding first. You got to be. Well, that's ridiculous. All right. Because that, <laughs> that just means whoever can say ding after you finish your ding. That's quest. part of the game. Well, all you right. got to get it right. That's all right, so ding. Right. Ding. Uh, yeah, a, go for it. No, I dinged first. I got Dan did yeah, ding Dan first. Did. Uncle okay. Phil. It's wrong. Oh, ding. See. Musa, uh, Mufasa. Yeah, That's you got what I it. Thought it was. Greg, <laughs> killing it. One we won't. We'll never know what D was. No. <laughs> oh, you can ding to kill out the rest of the uh, choice. Apparently so. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't think of these in advance. Come on. Here we go. You can now ding, and it. You can ding to whatever you think you have the right answer. Yeah. Here we go. Wait. So his TD's father figure is a cartoon. I didn't. A- I didn't ask any questions. Well, it was yeah. more of a play. Yeah. It makes some sense right? to me. I guess. Yeah. Or maybe not. All right, which of these is my favorite bread for high-octane sandwiches? Is it A, rye bread, B, wheat bread, C, pumpernickel, or D, a toasty bread? Ding. Wheat. C. Ding and C. No. Wait, I never heard the fourth one. What was Uh, it? A toasty baguette. And the other choice was what? Rye. Rye or a toasty baguette? Yeah. And how did you frame it? That was the phrasing? Which of these is my favorite bread for high-octane sandwiches? I, I feel like a baguette's a little too fancy for the gold standard. I'm going to go with rye. And you'd be wrong. I am a baguette man all the way. <laughs> wow. Wow. Show I like how, how you know. tried to throw us off with the cultural stereotypes right off the top yeah. with rye. I know. I know. No. A baguette. No. You bit. Oh, all right. Here we go. So we just talked about getting to know me and TD. Now we're going to get to know each other. We're playing a little game of two truths and a lie. So you're going to read three facts. Two of them. By the way, true. do the stakes ever rise where the point value it's, gets higher? Yeah. Or? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That yeah. Brad Johnson thing cost me four points. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> read off three facts. Two of them will be truths. 
one will be a lie. Your fellow heroes need to choose which one's the lie. Both uh, people will be allowed to pick. There's no dinging. Okay. okay. All right, so let's start. I, with I think we should write it down so that we're not influenced. Okay, okay. and, and, and right. then reveal. That's, okay. that's good. See, that's good. I don't have a pen, but the that's kinks out. I like it. Uh, Greg, you go first. Okay. Um, my three things, two truths and a lie. Got to pick out the lie. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I'm going to read Greg's face as he says it. I once delivered strawberries up and down the East Coast. That's number one. Number two. I was working with Chuck Woolery at a mall on the day the U.S. toppled Saddam Saddam Hussein's statue in Iraq. Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, I once delivered a hot tea to Penelope Cruz. You choose one of those three. Do you want me to repeat them? No. Nope. All right. Uh, Let's flip them over. Shall we? Dan chooses. Cruz is the lie. Dan is right. I didn't write it down. Oh. <laughs> I don't know the Wait, you're supposed to write it down. What? my game. Ask for a pen. <laughs> what have you gotten it right? Huh? Well, he's disqualified. You can be honest. Well, but let's be honest. What have you gotten it? No. No Because I, yeah. I won't be believed no matter <laughs> no, what I, know, I say. I know, but I can see by the look on your face. I'm sorry I blew it. I blew it. <laughs> One point. Poorly yeah. organized. Uh, that doesn't. I don't think that's that. Dan's catching up because of that nonsense. I got it right. You got it right. You what did right. I do wrong? You picked it I up. didn't do anything wrong. Greg. All right. Greg just sabotaged your point. What, what were you going to say? What you were you going to say? No, no comment. <laughs> he said. Well, you obviously <laughs> would be fighting for it if you had. I could tell right. what you look. All right. All right. Dan, you're up. Okay. Let's here we wait go. Wait to reveal the, the answer. D- here you go. Yeah. There's my pen. Here we go. Two truths. Two truths and a lie. I was once defeated by more than 15 points in a ping-pong match against a prominent star of a daytime soap opera. Number two, I spent part of my 21st birthday in an ER after a mishap that followed a particularly reckless college drinking game. Three, I rigged a class vote in my senior year of high school, the result being our prom song was Eternal Flame by the Bangles, Not All My Life by Casey and JoJo. While you're thinking about it, just enjoy the bangles. Mm. We're ready? We're ready. All right. Or maybe you reveal to us what the right. Hold on, hold on. I will reveal it, and then you guys turn the card over. You want to do it that way? That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's good. C's pro. All right. The falsehood is the 21st birthday adventure. Bang. Got it. Wow. They both got it right. Wow. All right. Both got it right. Mark and Greg, well done. The other two were too Danish. By the way, I did <laughs> pass bit, yeah. Penelope Cruz in the hall as an NBC page. I don't want to hear so another word about have, it. I thought that might have thrown you off the I don't want to hear path. another word about that anecdote. Does anybody want to know, by the way, how I rigged the vote? Are you any interest in that? Learning Definitely. the secrets? Sure. Maybe our audience? Let me have the music again. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Just got to get a hold of the paperwork of the voting. Oh. And anyone in the <laughs> class, the class had 156 people. Let's say about 80 people voted, and Casey Jojo was away in the head over the five options. Anyone that did not vote, I just checked the box for Eternal Flame, and that carried the vote. Nice. Devious. Highly unethical. Highly unethical, but a worthy project. Uh, and a good song. Come Let's on. look back. Casey well, for the greater good, I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Mine are a little longer. I didn't realize this was meant to be like a <laughs> yeah. hot button. I don't know what the deal is here. Number well, one. By, by the way, no one's surprised that yours are longer. Mine was a little, we're looking one of mine to. was long. It was at the mall with Chuck Woolery when they were toppling the statue or whatever. All right. Well, here we go. Number one. I spent the spring of 1994 living in a youth hostel in the red light district of Sydney, Australia. My roommates were an angry German soldier on leave who railed against America and ate only McDonald's. His name was Hans. Also, two 19-year-old girls from Auckland, potentially runaways, named Greta and Violet. The girls were hooked on mystery novels. The soldier, soldier was prone to angry rages. The scene crumbled. One day before dawn, I packed up my belongings and vanished to the other hostel two miles away. My new, my new room overlooked an alleyway drug den. I would watch 15 to 20 people shoot up per day. This was during a time when I was trying to write a novel bridging the gap between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Is this Jedi. all three or the first one? That's the first one. Oh. Okay. Number two. In between semesters at American University, I lived in Towson, Maryland during the summer of 1995. I was dating a girl named Eliane. Because she loved the Baltimore Orioles, we saw a string of games leading up to Cal Ripken's consecutive games record. 
Eliane was very into tarot cards. She loved driving around at night. We broke up in August when she became increasingly interested in becoming a Wicca. Number three. I was once seized by the cops for mail fraud after friends and I used the stamp machine at St. Mary's Church to send out 200 letters, 199 of them to women and one to a gentleman, inviting them all to an, in quotes, special party at a local restaurant called the Rusty Nail. We were finished when an undercover plainclothes cop caught us videotaping the event from the bushes across the street. The owner of the restaurant was steaming mad, citing concerns over terrorism, but the Rusty Nail broke its own record for revenue that day. Okay. I will wait until Greg is also ready. <laughs> Look, you can't complain at all. You didn't have the right answer. I, I can't saved complain you the, about anything I, I want to complain. I saved you the embarrassment of guessing wrong. All right. I had it right. All right. <laughs> The one that is a lie is number two. I got it. I had the hostile as the lie. No, no, that was deadly accurate. The reason I thought that number two was the lie... Um, actually, I'm all mixed up. The reason why I thought number two was you trying to throw off the scent was the baseball angle. And I thought, oh, he's going to think. He did a good job at the game, basically. He got me crossed up. My I did up. go to plenty of Orioles games, but not with the girl who wanted to be a Wicca. Yeah, that's the thing. Keep, have something there that's a little true. Learned a lot today. Uh, <laughs> Final Jeopardy. Oh, what's will, the score right now? This so the score. So that's a good point. So here's here's the deal. Oh yeah, how many points we get for that one? So no, you got a point each. That's so, it. That yeah. seems like we should get more. Well, no, no, no. So here's what's happening. I'm, I'm flipping you, the script right now. Mark's got nine points. Dan and Greg have four. Ooh. Dan and Greg are now a team. Wait, how would how come that game that was later in the show? And because we don't play by the other. rules, it was just it was, that was the same as any stupid hey, this Titans is his, question. He's this directing this effort. Here's the thing: now Dan and Greg are on Team Dan and Greg. I don't want. I don't like that. No? I don't like the sound of that. But wow, your points are together now. So now, yeah, you're but I want the solo glory, not team glory. Well, you 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 mathematically have been eliminated. You're eliminated. Is you know, that how the p- points work? Yeah. So this, I've essentially won. This is a game of strategy. Yes. You can okay. either swallow your pride and join forces. We should as join a team. forces. Okay. Okay. That's the only way to take down. That's how you have to do it. So now your Team Dan and Greg. You have eight points. But why couldn't it be something where he had a wager points where he could lose points potentially? He does, well, if I had thought this wager. out better, I would have. Bottom line, if we I clean house, and now this is your only chance to creep exactly. back in. Okay. Yeah. Take so, it. Here we go. Team Dan and Greg with eight points. Mark with nine. You're submitting one answer to Final Jeopardy. <laughs> Mark is submitting one. The category is Golden Tate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please submit your bids now. You don't get to another question before. I just nod my head as Greg wow. picks a figure, and I agree. We're, we're working together here. All right. Mark, you ready? Mark nervous, yeah. I could tell. The question is, and, and you have choices here, okay, so it's not quite Mark's Jeopardy. probably going to bet zero points. I'm giving just you hope f- we get wrong. <laughs> It'll be very Mark. Uh, I, I'm giving you four options, okay? Golden Tate recently adopted a foster dog. Her name is Rosie. What breed of dog is she? Is she A, <laughs> a bulldog? Oh this, should, this should have something to do with football. No, this is a. It does. It's Golden Tate. All right. All right. A a bulldog. B a golden retriever. C a pit bull. Or D a Doberman. It's not like it even has to do with like his college team or anything either. It's not a fighting Irish. So what are the four choices, Greg? Can you write them down just so we have? Let's just pick a random bulldog. Letter. Bulldog. Golden retriever. Golden retriever. Pit bull. Wait, Greg. Can you write this? I want to be able to look at it. Okay. Bulldog, Golden Retriever, yep. Pitbull, yep. or Doberman. Pitbull, Doberman. All right. I don't think so. See, I think that's I – I disagree. All right, you pick. I don't care. A lot of infighting. We're just now, guessing. Now there's too much pressure on me because A lot of infighting. That's what it Dan is. is now changing Greg's answer in no, favor of his own. That's good. All right. All right. Ready? Yeah, I disagree, but okay. Greg, uh, the answer is there. bulldog. Please yeah. reveal what you've written. That's what I thought. Well, why didn't you pick it? I just because said you years. you so picked you pick? it immediately, and we no, didn't talk I didn't about care. it. First. I said pick your thing. And you put me in a bad spot so, because if I would have switched and been wrong, then you would have held it over me. This was bad. I could have cared less. What we did, were just picking a random retriever. letter. Golden retriever. What did you pick? I had golden retriever. All right, but but I had how zero. much? You okay? Oh, I picked that. And you guys bet the farm. Of course. Yeah, we bet yeah, the okay, Got it. Well, hey, Mark, congratulations. No problem. This was a proud day. <laughs> Mark, did it. Good win. Let's celebrate. Come
Good job. And good job, uh, Gold Standard. Uh, a lot really, of moving it really, pieces. It really was not, but thank you guys. A lot of moving pieces. Enjoyed uh, it. We have, you know. We'll do it again, perhaps. You need smarter <laughs> contestants. No, I need better. Well, you need at least two smarter contestants. Nah, TD and, <laughs> TD and I'll, uh, we'll, we'll devise something. No, you just, you need, you think you need to replace the three of us. Yeah. Don't You're throw good. me in your swamp. <laughs> I wouldn't say you lit it up, Mark. Let's, let's relax a little bit here. I think I fired off there one answer go. after the next. There was a period there where I was like a 2007 Tom Brady answering <laughs> questions. Um, all right. <clears throat> we got to go. That's it. Uh, congratulations to Mark and, and Gold Standard on a great uh, session. What is the seven name or anything? Is it just the no, Gold, Gold Standard? Standard I don't think it deserved a name. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back on Monday with another show. I don't know. Will Chris be back? No. No. But he will be back next week sometime, so make sure you tune in. Thank you for listening. This is Dan Hansen signing off for The Quiet Storm, The Boss, and The Gold Standard Behind the Glass. Until Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.